In today's show, we meet college student Isaac Henderson. Isaac is an amazing young man of God. He experienced a supernatural healing, a creative miracle in the moment when the Lord healed his bow leg. In a second, it was amazing. Isaac will describe that, but then the really amazing part is how the Lord is using Isaac to activate the young lions, I call them, the young generation that is racing hard after God and seeing him back them up through power evangelism. It's an exciting show. Good evening, my friends. Firestorm Live broadcast coming to you in the heat, the heat of summer. Crazy hot out there today. You know, that just makes me think about the fire. Firestormers are out there. We are moving in love. We are praying for people. We've got some really cool testimonies from just this last week. And then we also have just cool bananas, nuts testimonies that are going to fire you up because it is. this is... Uh, an opportunity for every single believer to activate every single believer, every born again believer. You have everything you need because of Jesus, because of the cross. You have everything you need. Nobody sits on the bench. Nobody has to play B string. Everybody gets to play. And it's so exciting to see people play. So my guest tonight, you know, normally, I mean, is, is unique in that I have a young person and by young person, my man Isaac Henderson here is not quite 20. <laughs> and and because of our relationship, we've known each other since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Isaac is one of our high-level black belts, and he's been with us since he was a young boy in Savior Martial Arts. And then he, then he went on staff, and uh, now you're our summer camp director, and we've just watched you grow up. But when the Lord activated me, and the Holy Spirit really lit a fire in me to see the hand of God touch people as a normal part of my life. And as I ran with that audaciously, all my staff saw it. All my students saw it and my families. And Isaac, you were one of those. Yes, sir. So that it was becoming commonplace for you as a 16-year-old to see to see what? What was a normal week at the at the dojo for you as a 16-year-old with the miraculous? Yeah, honestly, we were just seeing healings like left and right. Like we would just, you know, and kids would like get hurt, you know, doing karate and whatnot. And then they would be like, oh, my arm hurts or my ankle's hurting or whatever. And we would just be like, all right, everyone gather around. Let's pray for you. Uh, And it was just really cool. Like we were just seeing it all the time. And like people would see like pain, breaks, sprains, yada, yada, yada. It would go like from a 10, like down to a one, down to a zero, like all that different stuff. And we were just seeing healings happening left and right. It was just like. It was just built into the culture. Like, it was normal. Like, kids would yeah. be like, hey, so-and-so got hurt. Like, can we pray for him? It's like, yep, most definitely. And, and these then, are children that are now activating at that time. These are mm-hmm. not, like, the staff necessarily. These were your students, mm-hmm. 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. that are activating. Yep. <clears throat> well, I love it, Isaac. And I, and I love just you and your family and your testimony. And you were so seminal in my growth which you might not know, but I, I love how the Lord does this. At the beginning of the year, um, this was a couple of years ago, the beginning of the year, I had heard about creative miracles, we'll call them, where people that had hip pains, knee pains, ankle pains, even neck and back problems, um, the Lord was doing creative miracles and he was growing out short legs and short arms. And I never knew that many, many people, we are not necessarily symmetrical, exactly symmetrical. Mm -hmm. And if you have one leg that's just a little shorter, half inch, three quarters of an inch, you might not even notice it, but you go through your life and you get into your 40s and then you have ankle and then your knee hurts and then your hip hurts and it goes up into your back and your neck. And it's really because, the Lord showed me this, it's because we're just a little asymmetrical. One leg's a little shorter. It's everywhere. Lots of people have it. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell the story from my perspective, and then you share what, okay. what God did, because this was just a really cool creative miracle that we saw together. So it was right after the beginning of the year, and I remember going into that year, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, it would be really cool. I would love to see a creative miracle. I would love to see. And what I mean by creative miracle is a body part grow back 
in the moment in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds really crazy and audacious. And some of you are rolling your eyes right now saying God doesn't do that. Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) He totally does. Come hang with me for a week and you'll see it too. So I had prayed that prayer. I'm like, Lord, I'd really love to see this. You know, he's my dad. He loves me. It's not He's not irritated at me for asking things like that. You know, if your child said that to you, Mom, I really want to see something amazing, whatever, you wouldn't say, don't you shouldn't ask about that. That's not for you. You'd find a way because you love your kid. Well, God found a way for me. So you come in my office. It's beginning of February. And you stand in front of me, and I remember you had been setting up the karate school with the other staff. There's a lot of setup and takedown, and uh, you guys are all working together. It takes about 45 minutes, and you come and you stand in front of me in my office, and you say, sir, do I look a little bow-legged? <laughs> do you remember that? Yep. Why did you say that? So I said that because some of the other staff members were like, we were walking around just like helping with the mats and and all that. And like they were like, why aren't your like legs like aligned? Like they're not like touching, right? Like I don't know if it was my knees or something, but like my calves like weren't touching or something. They were yeah. like, why is it like that? So they're ragging on like, you because uh-huh. that's what they do. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the way we treat each other. <laughs> <laughs> so you stand in my office and you're like, sir, do I look a little bow-legged? Now, I had an opportunity here. Here's a temptation. Temptation one for me is to say, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Get back to work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I looked at you and I'm like, you know, Isaac, yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> yep. It was pretty obvious. And then I had what I now know as a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. A little thought goes off in my head, like a little poof that I wasn't thinking about. And it just poof erupts in there. And I said this I said, you know, Isaac. I've heard about this. Sometimes that happens because one leg is a little longer than the other. Do you know if you have one leg longer than the other? Mm-hmm. And you said? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you Maybe. <didn't> know. <laughs> Maybe, right? Um, and it's important to say at this point that um, with all of your martial arts and all of your gymnastical stuff that you were doing mm-hmm. with us, um, what was the state of your ankles at that point? Yeah, so I would have to wear ankle braces a lot of the time because, like, my ankles would get hurt very easily. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I could hardly do a day at karate without, like, going home and my ankles were in pain. So I had, like, bought a couple braces or something from yeah. Walmart. And, yeah. like, I had to wear those. That made it a little better. There yeah. were still some issues, though. But, like, I remember for, like, for a while, like, several months, like, I would have to wear them, like, every single day. Yeah, yeah. And you were very active, so... So, um, do you know if you have a short leg? No, I don't know. So here's what I did. And I had just heard about this, guys. I'd never seen it with my eyes. I had heard about this. Um, So we go out, we sit you down on a bench Mm -hmm. there. We push your hips all the way back so that you're squared up. And you already had your shoes off. So I remember holding your heels in my ankle, holding your heels in my palms. And we're looking down, and I had a couple of our staff with us. And so we have a bird's eye view, a couple of photos of this that you can see on the firestormunited.org website, the show notes. You'll be able to see this. So we take a photo looking straight down, and what we notice is your ankle bones Mm -hmm. did not line up. Yep. In fact, they kind of nested into each other, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like you were off by maybe three quarters of an inch Mm -hmm. it was a fairly large gap where you had one leg shorter than the other so i had a couple of my guys that were also standing there they move in power we were all kind of excited at this point Mm -hmm. and i remember saying okay well here's what's going to happen uh we're going to pray for you and jesus is going to grow your leg out right now at that point isaac how much faith did you have that that was going to happen um well I honestly was like, I have faith that it would happen. I think I was in shock that it was even in that state because one thing, I have long legs, so it's kind of hard for me to see down there, but I had noticed the ankle bones do kind of nestle like that. I didn't know that it was like a misalignment, but I was like, wow, dang, I guess that really is. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess that's there. So I was like, well, let's pray and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I remember at that point that uh, you were very open to everything, but I don't remember that there was like a whole lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we had never seen this. I hadn't, you hadn't, 
So we prayed. And when I say we prayed, I'm going to narrate basically the prayer just as a teachings tool of what this looks like. So this was a creative miracle God did in the moment, and the process is just so compelling. So I'm holding his heels in my palms. Now, here's what I did. I don't want to move anything. I don't want to change any angle. I don't want to do anything from my perspective that would make it affect anything. I mean, I can't heal anybody anyway, but I had heard stories about people doing fakery and I don't even know how to do that, but I, I want to make sure that I am completely stable. So what I did is I basically locked my skeleton holding you there and I'm not going to look. I don't want to look. So I close my eyes to pray. I don't want to look. The reason I don't want to look is because I don't want to create unbelief in my own heart because unbelief is really, that's where the enemy comes in. He sows a seed of unbelief. It's a fiery dart, and that really saps these things. I've seen it over and over. As soon as unbelief comes in, um, it, it, you, don't, you, don't see, you don't see the healing the same way. So I don't want to look because I don't want to create any unbelief. So I close my eyes, and I pray a prayer. It sounded something like this. Father, you love me, and you love Isaac. And Lord, you said that we would lay our hands on the sick, and they'd recover. So right now, Lord, on the authority of Jesus Christ, I command, I think it was your right leg. Was it your right leg? Mm, it had to be the right leg. It was your right leg. Was... I command right leg grow right now. New bones, new tendons, new muscle grow, new skin right now on the authority of Jesus Christ. My eyes are shut. I look up at you. I don't want to move anything. And I'm scared to look because I don't know what – yeah. I look up at you and I say, do you feel anything? And you said – I was like, nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope, I don't feel anything. <laughs> As he says, no, I don't feel anything, I look down. And at that moment, his right leg grows in right away, like three-quarters to an inch in my hand moves my hand, grows out right there under my hands in my sight. And the reason I know this was, number one, it was clearly a miracle, but the reason I, but that was my first time was so memorable is because the first thing that goes through my mind is, I hope it stops. <laughs> Yeah. I had this fear of like Pinocchio's nose or something. Like it's just going to keep mm -hmm. going because it really, it just came whoop. out. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen until I said, do you notice anything? You said, no, I look down and then it grows out. Your ankle bones come into perfect alignment. We have additional mm -hmm. photos of that. You can see before and after. Uh, the, the other way that you can know this is absolutely organic I would not have worn the socks I was wearing if I knew this was going to be on the internet forever. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that and you look at the red, white, and blue moose socks I'm wearing that day, <laughs> nuts, right? Who does that? That's how you know this is totally organic. The Lord grows your leg out before our eyes, a creative miracle in the moment. What did that do for you, for your faith, for your experience with the Lord? Um, Honestly, well, I was amazed that it even happened because <laughs> – it was crazy because I was sitting like my hips back. Like I remember we checked it like three or four times and it was yeah. like, yep, nope, it's definitely misaligned. And then after we prayed, we looked down and it was straight. And I was just like, wow, that really, well, there it is. That like, just happened. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was just, yeah, it was undeniable. Like we even looked at the pictures and it was just like, wow, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely a difference. I was just like, well, there you go again, God. It's like, well. <laughs> There goes your healing power again. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and after that, um, how it affected you, certainly how it affected me. So that was the first creative miracle that I had seen to date. And I'd asked the Lord just a month earlier, Lord, if I could just see one, if I could mm -hmm. just see one creative miracle, Lord. And don't you know that the Lord is extravagant, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like we are with our children. You know, if you, if they ask for a, of you know a, a fish you don't give them a snake if they ask for bread you don't give them a stone lord i could just see one creative miracle you know to date i've seen over a dozen short legs wow. grow out in the moment like yours and 
It's amazing. It's awesome, and it's available for every single believer. So um, did you tell anybody after that? Um, yeah, I remember I went home. I told my parents. They were like, oh, wow. And, like, I showed them the pictures. They were just like, wow, that's crazy. And, yeah, it was just awesome. It was just great to just see people get healed. Just It's just a good thing to see, honestly. Like, it just helps – Honestly, just seeing faith being walked out just every day. Like, I yeah. feel like that's just a very valuable thing. Yeah. And the ankle braces after that. Did you oh, yeah. need ankle braces? Nope. 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 No Shortly more. thereafter. And, like, not for any less uh, because I was still going hard as far as martial arts and everything. Like, I haven't even needed them since. Amen. Yeah. So the Lord just touched you in all these ways. And so that's a thrilling testimony. I'm thankful that we can share that together. Mm-hmm. But really what the show about is about is activating other people, is getting the body of Christ to make this normal so that we're all moving in this as a regular part of every single day. And Isaac, as a younger generation that you are moving in power, there used to be a time where people would say, you know, you see one miraculous event, one mystical event, and you unpack it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, now everybody wants a word every single week, and they want to see something new every single day, and it's it's kind of mm-hmm. skewed right now. But what do you think stops your generation from activating? And let me define activating and then answer the question if you could. Mm-hmm. By activating, activating is knowing that your father loves you, that you are his hands and feet to hurting people. Mm-hmm. And every day is a normal part of your life. You are bringing his presence because he lives in us, mm-hmm. praying for people in the world as a normal part of our day. That's what mm-hmm. I call activating, um, praying for healing, praying for salvation, praying just blessings on baristas and waitresses and the mm-hmm. guy at the gas pump, uh, just being love. That's what I call activating. So what do you think – what stops – your generation from activating? Well, biggest thing is fear. I think my generation just honestly has a problem with really standing on anything if it's not co-signed by a lot of other people. Like, I feel like it's very difficult for us to go out and, like, risk not being popular or risk having an unpopular opinion or an unpopular Mm -hmm. really stance on much of anything because, you know, it's just so easy to get, like, um, to just get... um, hurt by like just social media presence and all that different stuff to kind of get lynched or just in the social circle just for you know having a different stance than somebody else yeah and and standing on things of the lord exactly is not a popular Mm -hmm. opinion in really any generation but i think especially yours isaac especially the you know the now high school graduates the college students the level of the level of attack on this generation, mm-hmm. the level of destroying the foundations on this generation mm-hmm. is unique. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing is in young men like you is I am seeing you re- – the Lord is rebuilding that foundation. And I believe that you are actually going to stand on the shoulders of my generation and be so much taller because you're activating at 17, 18, 19 years old. Didn't happen to me until I was like 47 or something mm-hmm. the first time. And you're doing this at 16. Um, how do we encourage? How do we encourage them to activate? I think one of the first steps is just encouraging us to like not take all the resources that we have for granted. Because like, like you said, like there's a lot of things that we have like a lot earlier that we have access to a lot earlier than previous generations have. And I think it's just easy for us to kind of get used to it. And I see a lot of people that like love the Lord, but kind of love the Lord quietly, if that makes sense. And then kind of out in the normal circle, like they just kind of live life like kind of normally. And like the people that are really like all out for Christ, like all the time, they seem radical or they seem like too much or like you're doing too much or whatever. And like, Honestly, I feel like we're just afraid to really um, to really love God like in public, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, but you are actually loving God in public, and you are an example. You're like a forerunner in a lot of ways to your generation. So tell us, tell us the testimony about praying for a lady in in McDonald's. Oh yeah, there was a lady. Um, it was after uh, it was after a conference that we went to, mm-hmm. um, 
and we were just in a McDonald's. I was there with my family, and they were ordering. I have a big family. There's six of us, so it was taking a while for us to order. And I noticed um, there was this lady, this older uh, lady. She was sitting kind of by the window, like in a booth or something. And I just went over to her. I was like, hi, my name's Isaac. Um, so she's sitting. Doing? She's by herself. Mm-hmm. And you just walk up to a strange woman that mm-hmm. you don't know, yep. introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are hearing that right now would say, whoa, that sounds really, really awkward. <laughs> was it awkward? Um, It really, it honestly wasn't. Okay. Like the crazy thing was like, I kind of just got a feeling like, um, I guess it was a word of knowledge. I just, it's something just told me, go talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I just went and did it. And like, she was very friendly, like. And honestly, that's happened before. Like, whenever I get, like, that kind of feeling and it's like it might be God, it's never not God. Amen. Like, every time I go out and, like, kind of step out in faith, there's normally a reason for it. Like, even if it's awkward, like, there's, like, a reason behind the awkwardness, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lesson there. And she was very open. She was very friendly. It seemed like she was honestly wanting to talk to someone because I, like, asked her. That was the main thing I was trying to ask her. Is there anything that I could pray for you for? And... She was like, you know what? I'm really glad that you asked me that because, yes, as a matter of fact, there is. like, And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was either her daughter or her niece or something like that. Um, they were going through some medical issues. It may have been cancer. It may have been something like that. But she just needed encouragement you know, in that moment. She just needed prayer. And I've never met the lady since then, but I know that that day she was very... She was very encouraged. I remember I sat with her. I prayed with her. And eventually my whole family came over. Um, my parents talked to her, got to know her a little bit. Um, it was just really cool. It was a really cool thing. She was very encouraged. Um, and it was just great to bless somebody, you know. Yeah. Just pray for her, pray for her situation, and just, you know, you know, go out there and be God's hands and feet out in the world. In a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. In a McDonald's. Because I think a lot of people that are listening, if you're used to being in the church community, are like, yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that in my faith community. I'd do that in my church. But yeah, in, in the McDonald's, in the Walmart, in the grocery store, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage listeners, when you step out, when you step into that awkward place, that's when you see the Lord show up very dramatically. Mm-hmm. I have actually not seen a whole lot of healings in churches. It's frustrating. It's mm-hmm. irritating. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. But I see them in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I see them in a non-faith environment almost all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see them in a karate school, yeah. not in a church. I don't know why that is. I don't want to unpack the theology too much. But I think the Lord is just activating and encouraging people to get out of the four walls. And isn't that what we've learned since Mm -hmm. 2020 is that the church is deployed. The church is out of the four walls, right? So I think the Lord is just doing that. And to hear you as a young man, just make it sound very natural. Do you Mm. feel like that's the key? Yeah, I think it's just as with anything really in the body of Christ, like it's the same thing with prayer. Like the more you do it, like the more natural it becomes. It's the same with anything really. And honestly, that's what Jesus did. Like he didn't, he said, go out and make disciples. Like he didn't say stay in and, you know. Wait for them to come to you. Exactly. (laughs) But he went out, he went to where people were. He went to where the need is. Like he was the physician and he went to the sick. He didn't wait for people to come to him. Yeah. So I think that that's just something that, should be normalized, honestly, just in the body of Christ, just going out and like just being there for people and like genuinely like caring about people's lives instead of just trying to drag them into a program or drag them into a what. And there's obviously value to that, um, value to all of those things as well. But I think that's kind of what turns a lot of people away. Most people, if you go up to them and say, hey, can I pray for you for something? Can I encourage you in some way? They're not going to say no, because like a lot of people honestly are going around and they need somebody. They're yeah. hoping that somebody will come up to them and say, hey, it's going to be all right. Somebody loves you like God yeah. loves you like it's going to you're going to be OK. And they're waiting for that, like they're needing that, like deep down in them. What people kind of turn away from is when they feel like people are trying to get something out of them yeah. instead of really trying to go and bless them, if that makes sense. Yeah. I always use the example of when you walk into, you know, a big box store or something and there's someone standing there selling, I'll just pick one, replacement windows, something, mm-hmm. 
and we don't make eye contact, right? We're going to walk right past that guy because you know if you make eye contact, <laughs> exactly. you're you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to take ten minutes <laughs> and it's going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. So when we know somebody wants something from us, we have all of these mm-hmm. guards that go up, and we don't hear the same way. But what I heard from you in the McDonald's testimony is you go without any expectations. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see someone saved, to see someone healed, although we you see that and it's mm-hmm. awesome. You're just going to show just genuine kindness mm-hmm. and love for a stranger. Exactly. Do you feel like that's the activation point? I honestly feel like that is. I think we're we're very slow to do that and especially in today's generation we're very quick to reach out with negative um with negative energy with criticism with you know just oh they shouldn't be doing that like that oh that's bad oh they shouldn't be saying stuff like that we're we're extremely quick to do that but to reach out just with kindness like a lot of people are like it doesn't even cross their mind and i think like that's sad and i've been guilty of that as well like I don't do this every single day. I remember I was doing this a lot like a couple years ago, but I feel like reaching out in kindness is just something that's missing, just like genuine compassion every single day. That's honestly something that's missing from this generation and honestly from the world in a lot of places. So there's an activation point. If you want to see, if you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, what I, one of the things I did is I just looked through the gospels and I researched the way Jesus engaged people. Mm -hmm. And often before a miraculous event, you would see these words, and Jesus moved with compassion, Mm. or some variation of that sentence. Jesus is compelled by love, Mm -hmm. and the blind guy gets healed. He's compelled by love, Mm -hmm. and the 5,000 are fed. Yep. There is a compelling of love. So the activation point is we move in love. We don't move in healing. We don't move in evangelism. Mm -hmm. We move in love. Yes. And after that, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit does whatever he does. Mm -hmm. But if you're not moving in love, you may just be targeting people. Exactly. And if they feel that way... Mm -hmm. You're going to get the same results Mm -hmm. as the thing we do with a guy selling replacement windows. They're going to turn away. They're not going to be interested. But if they read in their heart and their spirit that you're coming with no agenda in love, it's a great leveler. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Yep. I think that's honestly – that's a step up in evangelism. Like I think kind of the – the hard thing is, well, quite frankly, a lot of people are just nervous about like going up to somebody and talking to them, period. Yeah. Um, I have a personality where like I'm not super nervous about going up and talking yeah. to people. I think I used to when I was younger, but like, you know, people are just interesting. Like, it's just fun to go up and like talk to people and like learn new stuff, like even outside of just evangelism and all yeah. that. And that's that's something that God gifts all of us differently with, you know, but yeah. I think that kind of having that genuine love in you, that would be step one. Because, like, going out, um, engaging people socially, that might be a skill that people need to learn. But you can show love in whatever sphere you are, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a servant, like, in the church, whether you're just at your job and you're just, like, the person next to you is just, like, going through some stuff. Like, if you have love in you, it's going to come out in whatever yeah. sphere that you're in. Some people can evangelize easier, easier than others, but, you know, you just have to we really just love. do what God tells you to do, like, in each moment. Yeah, and I, if if you are would qualify yourself as a born-again believer, and I would go so far as saying most people that are listening to this, you would probably put yourself in that category. You know, it says in 1 John 4.10, this is love. Okay, what is love, John? This is love, he says. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us Mm -hmm. and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we love because he first loved us. Mm -hmm. When you get a revelation of how much the Lord loves you, that you are worth the blood of Jesus, you are worth – you know, nobody ever taught me this in the church. No pastor ever said – Jesus went through everything he went through because you're so valuable. Mm. I heard Jesus went through everything he went through because you're such a terrible sinner. Mm. 
mm-hmm. which I'm not denying wow. that he died for my sin. Wow. But he didn't die because I'm a sinner. He died because I'm a lost son. That's awesome. And I am that's being huge. restored and redeemed. That's what mm-hmm. the sacrifice, that's the. That's what it required yes. to restore lost sons. No pastor ever mm-hmm. told me that. But once you get a revelation that's so good. of how much the Lord loves mm-hmm. you, then that love will bubble out of you for other people. Mm-hmm. That's he, so good. Yeah. It's like God didn't just... He wasn't just getting rid of the sin. He was getting his baby back. Like he was yeah. getting his son back. He was getting his daughter back. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. So let's just pray that for our for our listeners mm-hmm. now. I feel like we need to just put that out there. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for the victory of the cross. I thank you, Lord, that you were not just saving wicked, wormy sinners, but you were redeeming lost sons. I thank you, Lord, for a full revelation of your goodness and the redemption of the cross to flood the airwaves right now. Everyone that's listening, everybody on YouTube, everybody on Facebook, around the world, I thank you, Lord, for a revelation of your love. This is love. Not that we loved you, Lord, but that you loved us while we were yet sinners. I thank you, Lord, for a full revelation of sons and daughters being restored. Come back to the Father. Thank you, Lord, for the restoration available on the cross in Jesus' name. So, Isaac, this is the Firestorm Live broadcast. I'm your host, Scott Gilbert, and our goal every week is just to provoke you, really, to get you excited that there's more, that the Lord is relentless. (laughs) He is relentlessly pursuing the lost. He's also not just the, the lost that have never received Jesus, but he's pursuing the lost sons that don't know their lost sons, mm-hmm. that don't know his goodness. So that might be you. And we bring testimonies of regular Christians, just like you, that are being the hands and feet of Jesus as a normal part of their lives every day, and they're seeing the light shatter darkness as a normal part of their life in the public square. We invite you to run with us because it's a thrilling, thrilling adventure. That's what the Firestorm Live broadcast is all about. If you would like more information and you'd like to connect with us, I encourage you, come, run with us. I'm going to tell you a few more stories about what we've just seen in the last couple days. You can connect with us on firestormunited.org. In fact, on firestormunited.org, our website, you can look at past shows, And you can see the evidences in the show notes for whatever miraculous event we were talking about that day. You know, we've seen blind eyes open. We have the video of the young woman as they prayed for her and her blind eye was opened. Mm. We have the video of her calling her mother saying, Mom, I can see, I can see. We have the video of your short leg, my man, Mm -hmm. that was short before. Then we prayed and the Lord grew it out (laughs) in a creative miracle in the moment Mm -hmm. on their And then after that, Isaac, back to your story, right after that happened, I remember we had one of our our black belts that had been away for a while as a lady. Her name was Rachel. Mm -hmm. Rachel just came into the school to say hi. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And and what did she stumble upon? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, We were just – she stumbled upon us, like, getting healed and, like, all of that. She stumbled Mm -hmm. upon your leg growing Mm -hmm. out, a miraculous event right there in front of her, Mm -hmm. and uh, she got to join in on kind of the – yeah, the oh, glory. Yeah. She came that. in and like she was part of the circle, like laying hands and everything. Yeah, and there's a video about that on there. But what we're really excited about is activating you, the listener, to make this a normal part of your life. And so we bring on people that are very relatable. Isaac, you're really easy to listen to. You're really easy to talk to. You seem extraordinarily normal. <laughs> Would you count yourself as normal, or are you a radical um, um, believer? I would, <laughs> I would count myself as normal in a lot of ways. I think I would count myself as radical, like, internally in a lot of ways as well, just because, like, I feel um, my relationship with God is very, like, deep within me. It's very important to me, yeah. um, which is honestly different than a lot of people in my generation, but honestly— I think one thing that I like doing is really just kind of making a walk with Christ just seem like an everyday thing. And I think that that's very valuable. Um, I think it's very valuable to kind of take away the the mysticalness of it in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because I think that's kind of what turns a lot of people off from it. But it's like, yeah, you can be down and you can be like, you know, go about life and you can still be going hard for Jesus at the same time. Yeah. And by going hard for Jesus, some people will be, what does that mean? How do I do that? Does that mean I just pray more? Do I go to church more? Do I tithe more? Do I be good er somehow? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. That would be my answer to that. Yeah. Because honestly, if your first step is to acknowledge God in whatever you're doing, whatever it is you're doing, he will make your path straight. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times every year, I just say, okay, God, what do you like? What's my assignment right now? Like, what do you want me to do for the next month, two months, six months, year? Mm -hmm. Like, and I just, that's kind of the way I live my life is like, what's the next thing God wants me to do? And then when I look back and, you know, whatever good thing has happened or whatever's gone on, whatever faith has been built, I'm like, that was God because I listened to him and I acknowledged him in that way and he directed my path. Amen. And moving in love. Mm Mm-hmm absolutely is the key ingredient so if you aren't familiar with that or you don't know what that looks like it's a really easy prayer you know this is what launched me on this odyssey several years ago and isaac kind of by you know you were part of that because Mm -hmm. as as i get launched you were in that circle (laughs) and you got splashed on, on all this but here's what started it with me as i'm walking through my kitchen and a thought prayer hit my head And it was this, it was, Lord, teach me to love the way you do. Mm -hmm. And it stopped me in my tracks because that would not be a normal prayer for me. My mm-hmm. prayers never sounded like that. My prayers sounded like all of my stresses and what I had going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just basically brought my complainy laundry list yep. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say I almost never felt better after praying. Wow. I almost always felt a little bit more stressed actually um <laughs> bring it all back into your mind yeah it did it just kind of and, you know honestly i know i wasn't praying now i know i wasn't praying i was complaining mm-hmm. that's not prayer um so the lord drops a thought prayer in my head lord teach me to love the way you do and it stopped me because that was out of the box and un, that was not a standard prayer for me but it was that prayer it was what and that was not even me. That was him. He starts mm-hmm. it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. This is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us. So it all starts with him first. Teach me to love the way you do. It's a really great prayer to, to spend every day. Start your day with, Lord, would you just teach me to love the way you do today? And then go do your life. And before you know it, for me, it was almost immediate. Uh, within days, the Lord started to give me opportunities Mm-hmm. to love people in their hurt, in their pain, in wow. their physical pain. Um, and then just because I am naturally fairly audacious, I would step right in and say, well, if you let us pray for you, the Lord's going to grow your leg out right wow. now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go, whoa, that is <laughs> really sure? bold. That's really <laughs> scary. You know, I don't want to put the Lord on the spot. Don't put God to the test, man. Okay, you better have a clear word before you say that to people. And I say, yeah, you know what? I've had five. Mm -hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus did. This is what the early apostles did. This is what the disciples did. As Jesus is ascending into heaven, he says, you know, these signs will follow those who believe. He doesn't say these signs Mm -hmm. will follow you guys, the Mm -hmm. originals. He says these signs will follow those who believe. In Mark 16, you'll lay your hands on the sick and they'll recover. Okay, Lord, I'm just Mm -hmm. audacious enough to try it. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard somebody say something like this. It was like, God is not biting his nails, hoping that we don't ruin his reputation. Like, I feel like that's kind of what stops a lot. That's the fear that stops a lot of people. It's like God's reputation is not hurt by us trying to heal someone and it not working out. Yeah. Like God is God. God, God has remained God through how thousands (laughs) of generations. Like he's not, he's not offended by us trying to step out in faith and it not work. I mean, that's what happened with the disciples. The disciples yeah. tried to heal someone. They were like, Jesus, why didn't it work? Jesus was like, let me, let me handle this one. Y'all are good. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he actually, on that one, you're talking about um, the boy with the demonic spirit and mm-hmm. the, the father brings the boy to the disciples and they can't do it. Mm-hmm. 
And so he takes him to the boy to Jesus. He's like, I brought him to your disciples. They couldn't do it. Well, Jesus gets mad. Mm-hmm. Jesus has an attitude. He's like, oh, <laughs> you faithless. You know, how long mm-hmm. do I have to spend with you? Bring the boy to me. <laughs> right. And uh, so then he casts out the devil and the boy is completely healed. And the apostles, the disciples, they come to Jesus. It's like on the sideline. They're like, okay, why couldn't we do it? Mm-hmm. And you remember he says, well, this type comes out, only comes yeah. out with prayer and fasting. And at that point, Jesus had neither prayed nor fasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he had historically prayed yep. and fasted. Yep. So he was filled up mm-hmm. and they were still learning. Yep. Don't underestimate the learning curve. Yes, yes. Don't underestimate the gestational process of growing mm-hmm. in this. The goal is not let's go see somebody saved today in the grocery store. Let's go see somebody. Look, a limping guy, get him. Let's go see somebody healed. Mm -hmm. If that's your goal, you're not moving in love. Yep. You're moving in goal. Mm -hmm. And that's not the Holy Spirit. Exactly. But when we're moving in love Mm -hmm. first, then you will see the Lord come in with a grace that undergirds that. And yeah, you might see lots of cool stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the learning curve is just as much for us as it is for the people. I mean, there were so many times when, like, Jesus would ask, like, people he was healing questions or, like, he would have to touch them twice or something. And it was never because he didn't have enough power to heal them. It's like, I want to see your faith in this situation. Like, I want to see, are you really going to believe whether I can do this? Like, I even heard something uh, earlier this week about the blind man that he touched twice. He, the yeah. first time he touched him, he was like, do you see anything? He was like, Jesus, it's still, it's still blurry. Like, I can see, yeah. but it's blurry. Like, it's like trees it looks like walking trees, around. Yeah. It's like, it's not that Jesus couldn't heal him. He wanted to see if he would be honest about the state of his condition. Yeah. Like, and so many people are so afraid to say, God, it kind of worked. Like, I stepped out in faith and it kind of worked, but there's still some stuff that I don't really understand. There's still some stuff I don't really see. And Jesus is like, that right there, that honesty, that's why I waited. It's not yeah. that I don't have the power in me. I'm waiting for faith from you. Yeah. So the learning curve is honestly just as much for us as it is for whatever person we're trying to heal. I love that. I love the way you brought that together because I also believe that Jesus wasn't showing us what he could do. He was showing us what we would do mm-hmm. like a good teacher. So with that example of praying for the blind man twice – He's saying, hey, you guys can pray twice. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to always be the very first time. Exactly. And honestly, Jesus didn't pray. He just laid hands on the guy. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to – we pray. <laughs> well, I guess we could lay hands on people. And just, In fact, I've been with a dear friend of mine who uh, was just walking past somebody on the street. This guy was um, – he was like getting sick. He was like throwing up in a trash can on the streets of Norfolk, which for any number of reasons, mm-hmm. that's weird and that's mm-hmm. awkward. And uh, my buddy Jared, as we're walking past, he just tags the guy on the shoulder, says, be healed in Jesus' name. Wow. The guy takes his head out of the public trash can, looks a little bewildered and mm-hmm. says, thank you so much. <laughs> and it wasn't like, thanks for being nice to me. It's like, I feel better. Thank wow. you. And we kept walking. It wasn't like we hung around. It's like, be healed in Jesus' name. And the guy was immediately bewildered, stopped throwing up in a public trash can. And uh, so, yes, just the activation of coming in faith and laying a hand on, the Lord is glorified in that. Mm -hmm. So, Isaac, we have kind of a cool thing, which I've never done before. You know, this, this station is mostly a music station. And they're really nice to me because they let me come on and tell crazy testimonies of regular Christians that a lot of people would raise an eyebrow to. But I promise you they're all real. And as I was preparing for the show today and I was asking the Lord how he wanted this to go, I feel like he said play a song, Mm. which I've never played a song before. (laughs) We're going to play a song. So this song is called Too Good to Not Believe. And it's by Brandon Lake and some others. But I want you to just listen to this and let the anointing on this wash over you. Then we'll come back and we will uh, continue the discussion with our man Isaac. I've seen your power. 
Shit! 
Isn't that great? So that song, Too Good to Not Believe, that was by Brandon Lake, and it's just a really powerful, it's a motivator for me, you know? I've seen uh, Cancer Disappear. I've seen that one. I'm like, I have a checkbox. I've seen Metal Plates Dissolve. Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm going to ask for that. You know, Creative Miracles. I've seen Resurrection. I've seen Blind Eyes. It's open. It's amazing, and it's available to every single believer. And I just invite you all to run with us. This is available to everyone. And my guest tonight, young man, Isaac Henderson, you experience a miraculous event. You experience the Lord do a creative miracle in your body. Your leg grows out before our eyes. All of your pain goes away. And then the Lord then launches you. He kind of already had started launching you, but he launches you in moving in this as a normal part of your life and seeing young people healed and seeing young people activated and praying for people. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty thrilling Christian life. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just invite you to run with us on this. You know, I said at the beginning of the show and I'm running out of time. Uh, I have more testimonies to share that just happened this week. Um, you know, if, if you're in Virginia beach and you've been down to the ocean front, uh, we often go down to the ocean front, uh, and just pray for folks, just wander the ocean front, my wife and I, and a couple other friends, and it's kind of organic. It's not really organized, but they built this giant statue, um, to King Neptune, right? The, uh, the, the Roman, um, demon deity, you know, <laughs> right there in Virginia beach. So we like to go there and we pray for people there. So I was there on Friday night. And uh, my friend Victoria is there, and she's talking to people, and she led a young man to the Lord. And I was able to see two people healed right there, a lady with a knee, a lady with back pain and hip pain, all of it. And instantly, the Lord blew it all away. She's praising Jesus on the boardwalk. This is a normal part. You want to see it? Come run with us. You can find us at firestormunited.org. You can find us on Facebook at Firestorm United. Uh, if you go to Facebook, you can also see the live stream every week, and you can go back and see previous shows. But Isaac, uh, I'd love for you to kind of have the last word on this. We were talking about how to activate, mm-hmm. specifically the younger generation, but it'll work for everyone. So what does the Lord put on your heart to uh, encourage and to activate people? Just encourage him to acknowledge him in everything that you do. Um, just want to encourage people to, you know, just not be afraid to let God shine out in the normal parts of your life. Just allow him to fill you up with love. And the more that you uh, build that relationship with God, it will it will fill you up. Whatever's in your heart will come out. So if you allow God to fill up your heart with love, fill up your heart with him, fill up your heart with worship, Uh, just prayer, all of that, once God gets into you, you're going to want to put it out of you because you're not just going to want to hoard it all to yourself. You're going to want to go out and give it to, give it out to people just in your normal everyday life. And then you're going to want to go out and share it with other people because you're just going to feel, you're just going to be so filled up with the Lord and that's what he's going to do inside of you. So that's that's a beautiful prophetic activation. Can you just pray for our listeners for that? Of course. Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for everyone who's listening to this right now, everyone under the sound of my voice right now, God. I pray that you would just bless them and empower them, God. Fill them up with you. Fill them up with your with your spirit, with your discipleship spirit, God. And I pray that you would just activate people to go out and to live you and to live how you live and to walk how you walk, God. I pray that you would allow people not to do it out of any type of selfish ambition, Lord, but just to do it out of a need and a want to glorify you, God, because that's why we're on this earth, Lord. I just pray that you would empower people, that you would do your work, do what only you can do in people, and that we would continue to see your spirit and your glory spread out in this earth and in us, Lord. Amen. Well, Isaac, thank you for being our guest. Bless you, and we will see you next week again to encourage you to run with this. It's exciting, and it's available to every believer. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. In our next episode, we meet Janet Garcia. 
Janet is a wife. Janet is a mother. Janet has all the stresses of the normal American culture. And Janet is using the power of God that lives within her to touch people across the counter at the grocery store register. And she's seeing the Lord break through into hurting lives. It's available to every believer. Janet is just like you. Check it out. 